Hello everyone and welcome to All Things Watched. In this video we are going to talk about episode 2 of the brand new Netflix original anime which was which is titled Blue Eye Samurai and episode 2 is titled An Unexpected Element and once again this was just an absolutely uh um, just an absolute awesome episode and uh, we'll just go right in and, and jump into the scene by scene so this episode begins right where the last one ended with the four fang gang uh, still on the heels of Mitsu and Ringo who are on the road and uh, of course are slowly but surely bonding uh, so the episode picks up right where the last one uh, ended with showing the four fang gang on their horses and uh, their you know and during their search for uh, uh, Ringo and Mitsu. Well, they're really only looking for Mitsu, uh, but you know Ringo is with with her, so you know we know that that's definitely going to cause complications for him as well. But they end up coming to this tavern in this little town, which I believe is the exact same tavern where Mitsu actually ended up um, cutting off all the guys' fingers in the first episode. Uh, you know because he was basically boiling uh, the women that were there and whatnot. So I'm pretty sure this is the exact same tavern. And so they go here looking for uh, answers, of course, wondering what, where is the, uh, you know, where is the blue-eyed samurai? And at first, the person that they're talking to is a little bit reluctant. He doesn't just straight up full-blown uh, say anything. Uh, so this, you know, basically encourages the uh, the assassins to basically slaughter the entire uh, tavern, and they literally kill everybody that's in there. And it's a pretty brutal massacre, really, especially considering that most of those people are most likely uh, innocent. So there was really no need for any of them to die. Uh, but that just well, that does a few things, really. For one, it shows the characteristics of uh, the four Fang Gang. It shows that they are relentless and willing to go that far if they need to. They are willing to kill innocent people and, you know, they just look at it as bystanders, I guess, and, uh, you know, they're just, they're not afraid to get their hands dirty, even if it means preying on, you know, on the weak and the innocent. And so I think that's one thing uh, that that scene did a really good job with was showing just how, you know, just how cruel this gang is to show how far they're willing to go to complete uh, the mission. And so uh, he ends up basically... Uh, not really he there's not really a whole lot of information that he was able to give to them but he is able to basically point them in the right direction he's like hey they went this way now in the meantime Mitsu and Ringo are carrying on their journey now and of course they are bonding and they are really becoming uh, really close partners now they're really starting to uh, you know Mitsu is really starting to warm up to Ringo a little bit you know maybe not to the point where you know you would consider them best friends but she's definitely warming up to him you know in the same sense of you know she doesn't mind him tagging along she doesn't mind you know talking to him uh, at least not by the end of this episode maybe at this point at the beginning of the episode maybe she's a little bit sick of him uh, but by the end of the episode she really she's okay with him uh, tagging along and so then we come to the next scene which is actually probably my favorite scene of the whole episode now this does end up leading into uh, you know a scene that has some nudity and whatnot so 
you know, I can't show that obviously here on YouTube and whatnot, but uh, the reason why this was one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode, and maybe one of my favorite scenes of any uh, project in general, of any movie, television show, not just anime, but just in general, and the reason for that is because what, what I think this scene done a really good job at was uh, sort of captivating the whole idea of marriage or, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're officially married yet, but, you know, they are two people that are very much in love and I believe their names are uh, his name is Tegan I believe and her name is uh, Akemi or Akemi Akemi uh, Akemi and so those two are madly in love and we know that she in the previous episode I believe it was the previous episode um, uh, or maybe it was this episode uh, I can't remember if this this episode or the previous episode yeah it is the previous episode when she was talking to her father and she wanted to take him his hand in marriage so they're extremely close and whatnot but what I really liked about this scene in particular was just how they really played off of each other because Tegan is very upset and probably very humiliated because of Mitsu uh, or the blue eyed samurai and the way that she just like took him on and beat him so easily in front of the school and in front of the other pupils in front of the uh, you know the dojo and the master and all that kind of stuff and so I think that really hurt his uh, sort of hurts his reputation a little bit and so he's sort of in a lot of pain in terms of emotional you know he's very embarrassed it's very you know it's probably a sign of weakness for the you know the Japanese culture and whatnot and so you know what I really liked is that you know um, uh, uh, I really liked how Tegan really confides in Akemi uh, Akemi and she ends up sort of you know starts to you know turn him on and they go into the you know the physical uh, sexual acts and whatnot uh, that you know married couples would oftentimes you know that you know just couples and relationships you know this is what people do you know they, they have these relations why not these physical relations uh, but I thought that this story did a really good job at at really turning it and making that scene actually mean something it wasn't just for the sake of having a nude scene it wasn't just for the sake of you know having a, you know just having a, a sex scene in the show it actually meant something it was you know it was Tegan confiding into his future wife and into his lover and then her turning that pain and taking that pain sort of and turning it into pleasure to sort of help him you know sort of you know forget about it a little bit maybe you know loosen up a little bit and lose some stress and I just thought that it was very clever and a really interesting way to write that into the story in a way that actually makes sense and that's something that I oftentimes feel that anime you know especially like adult rated R animes like this one oftentimes really lack I, I oftentimes you know find that sometimes there's nudity and stuff like that in these shows but just for no reason it's just there because it can be type thing whereas this one it actually suits the story and also the two characters I believed that those two characters would actually really do that like it was very believable and that's why I think this uh, scene was my favorite scene of the episode but also maybe one of my favorite uh, you know sort of uh, couple scenes just in general from any project because I loved how they played off of each other like I would think a normal couple would uh, you know in real life and so she ends up convincing him to leave and then he ends up taking off on his horse and now he too is after Mitsu so now in the meantime Mitsu and Ringo are continuing on their journey and it seems like they are going up in elevation you know they're crossing this pathway up high on the mountain and whatnot and you know they're just really trying to get to a certain destination so to speak and I'm st I still don't think yet that they're that Mitsu knows 100% sure 
that anybody's following her. I mean, I'm sure she probably figures that there will be consequences along the way, but I don't think that she knows necessarily that the four Wolfgang is after them. And also now, I, I don't think she's necessarily expecting uh, Tegan to be chasing her as well, uh, especially considering that she beat him uh, so easily. But it was still really fun seeing them uh, once again bonding and just carrying on their adventure. It sometimes feels very much like a Lord of the Rings type thing because they're out and about trying to get from point A to point B. So I really like that. And then, of course, they end up coming to this town, which is up high in the mountains. And, you know, it's, it's a really cool little town, and it's currently winter, and I'm, I'm not really sure if it's actually winter or if it's only winter because of how high they are, you know, in elevation. But either way, it's a really cool little town, lots of really cool people in there. And this is sort of where Ringo hangs out for a majority of the episode is in this little area here. Uh, and then, of course, uh, while they're there, and once they get to the uh, town, then it, uh, you know, it cuts to the four fan gang and they come here to this gate and they just end up slaughtering all these people including I think government author authorities or some form of authoritarian figures because I could be wrong but I think this was the same gate that uh, they were in in the previous episode when uh, when when the guard was asking uh, the female for identification and they wouldn't let her in because her husband was dead or something like that uh, so I think this is actually that same location from the first episode. I could be completely wrong, but I think that it was. But either way, it shows uh, the four fan gang. They just slaughters all these people, the innocent plus the guards, and everybody just once again showing their cruelty. So then we uh, carry on to this uh, next scene here, and we're introduced to these two characters as well. And I was trying to... Uh, figure out who they were because I feel like maybe either I missed something or they gen actually genuinely are the brand new characters and I feel like maybe the the painter dude the, the artist guy I'm wondering if he is the one that Mitsu is af actually looking for is is that the target is that the brother of the dojo from the first episode uh, because and the only reason why I think that is because at some point in this episode uh, he be looking out over this beautiful landscape that's full of snow and ice and there it looks like there's maybe like a torch or something down there and he's he's looking to see if that torch is you know on fire if it's lit up because I think it resembles if it is lit then that re resembles or means that the samurai has been killed which would be of course Mitsu the blue-eyed samurai so I'm thinking that either this gentleman is actually the brother the one that she, that she's actually looking to, to to try to kill or he's uh, the master of that dojo and I, maybe I just missed something or or, or whatnot uh, I can't quite remember who he is uh, but I do know that uh, you know he he knows about Mitsu and I'm I would assume that he's the one also that hired the four fan gang and that's why he's looking out and whatnot so I really like the character but I didn't really know uh, much much about the character at least not yet and uh, maybe it will be revealed or maybe like I said maybe I just missed something but I wasn't 100% sure about who that character was so then we go back to the flashback scenes, uh, which I absolutely love. I love all the flashback scenes, uh, you know, in in this uh, in this story, just because I love how they keep showing Mitsu and the sword maker and her relationship to this guy who's basically 
like sort of like her adopted father and he's blind and she's sort of considered like a half breed because she's a mixed breed she's not 100% pure Japanese because she had two different ethnic parents and so you know she's frowned upon just based on her appearance and so he's blind and so I really liked how they played into that her adopted you know father sort of speak is someone who can't see so he's not able to see the flaws in her which I thought is just really appropriate so anyways, this gentleman that is sat down here is someone from Mitsu's past who was uh, who uh, hired Mitsu and this sword maker and basically wanted them to create a blade for him because this sword maker, this blacksmith, has a really good reputation. He makes really, really good weapons and they're very strong, they're very durable, they last good, they, they're made of good material, good mineral, and good steel. And so this is, you know, this is why uh, this guy is here. Now we'll learn by the end of the episode so that this is actually the leader of the four fang gang uh, but we just don't know this yet but we're seeing this right now in the flashbacks so that once it's revealed at the end of the episode it has a little bit more gravity and the fight becomes a little bit more emotional and just sort of adds a little bit to this fight scene itself as opposed to just having just uh, you know just having a fight scene for the sake of having a fight scene I guess you could say kind of like the sex scene that we have earlier by between Tegan and uh, Amiki uh, it's just I guess it's the same idea but different rather than like being like a sex scene this time it's an actual fight scene and so this brings gravity and emotion to the fight scene and whatnot so uh so anyways uh they get hired to do the job and so then they show the whole process with the sword maker and the blacksmith and mitsu and basically you know he forges the steel does a really good job if you ask me does really good uh but then when it comes time for him to actually give the sword to the person that hired them then the sword or the blade actually cracks off and so at first I think they're kind of a little bit worried about what his response might be given the fact that they've given him a broken weapon but instead he sort of uses that to his advantage and says you know because of the sword makers and the blacksmith's reputation he's sort of like well now this will make me even more legendary because now I'm using a weapon that was broken by this master blacksmith uh, and whatnot so it actually kind of worked in their favor but at first he did have a little bit of a bad uh, sour taste in his mouth because he does sort of want to hit Mitsu is almost like he swings at her and he's going to hit her because she sort of takes responsibility for it uh, but the swordsmith or the blacksmith and the sword master ends up stopping him uh, and actually protects him and so I thought that was really cool uh, so then we go back to the modern day uh, once again I love the transitions between the scenes in this anime as well uh, I think uh, over the past year 2023 Netflix has really been killing it with uh, a lot of things really they're, they're really stepping up their game with their anime for sure and uh, and so I even like the transitions in this uh, episode I thought were really good and in the series as a whole so far and so we come back to the modern day and we see Mitsu and she's here in the wilderness and she's training she hauls out her sword and what I liked what I really liked about this is that they actually allowed her to use her imagination which really looks good for people uh, watching the series so people like me and you who's watching it as opposed to just having her fighting these trees and cutting down trees it allows her to uh, use her imagination and it looks like she's actually fighting these demons even though realistically it's not it's just trees but I also liked how they had a, had the, this demon sort of have blue eyes very much resembling herself almost resembling the monster that she sees as herself 
uh, on the inside and also the monster that everybody else sees of her because of the fact that she's not pure Japanese. And so I really like sort of her imagination and how metaphoric and symbolic it becomes, uh, you know, with her training. It's almost like she has to dig deep in order to sort of, you know, get to that point. She really wants to, you know, she really fights with emotion and she also trains with emotion, which I thought was very appropriate and, and quite frankly, it was very uh, visually stunning as well. It was really nice to see that type of, you know, scene in this kind of show, considering that this show is more realistic. It's not based on demons or monsters or anything like that. It's just people, samurais fighting samurais. So, you know, I had to give, you know, give props, you know, give kudos, <laughs> give credit where credit's due. You know, I really like that they incorporated it, but they made it realistic by it being her imagination. So then in the next scene here, uh, it comes back now to uh, the dojo again, which I believe is the same dojo from the first episode and potentially the same dojo of these other two characters that were just introduced to uh, the brother in which I think is the brother in which uh, Mitsu is actually hunting. And so these would be uh, Akami's uh, parents, I believe. And of course, we know that she wants to uh, marry Tegan. But now, all of a sudden, due to the sort of Japanese culture and how oftentimes they used marriage as a form of politics, especially during these times of samurais, you know, to sort of keep the peace and build alliance on a political scale, they would oftentimes marry their children. And this is exactly what's happening here. You know, basically, uh, Akami's uh, father is basically going to make a new alliance with a new tribe and in doing so you know it, to sort of seal this alliance and to seal the deal is going to require uh, his daughter Akemi to marry into this other tribe which of course she has no interest in doing and so she ends up basically dressing up and going into Cognito and basically disguising herself and now she's going to basically run away and they have a really cool little interaction here with someone I think uh, who's really close with both uh, both Akami and also her father and so you can see that he sort of sympathizes with her because of the fact that he warns her he doesn't really try to stop her he he does let her go he lets her go on her own free will but he does warn her he's like hey you know if you go if you leave here you're going to cause a lot of problems with your father you're going to cause a lot of problems with this alliance and things are probably not going to be <laughs> probably not going to work out too well once you get back uh, but he doesn't stop her like I said he lets her go and uh, which shows their relationship too so obviously you know the relationship between uh, you know that gentleman and her father and also that relationship between the two of them obviously is very strong and very sound uh, and you can tell that he cares for her you know or else he wouldn't have warned her he probably would have just took her in uh, but he didn't he let her go so we go back now to Ringo, and Ringo now is hanging out in that town, uh, which him and Mitsu are sort of lingering around. I guess Ringo is lingering there more than Mitsu is. Mitsu's kind of off on her own, continuing her training, you know, as we already seen in the forest. And he ends up trying, <laughs> I thought this was a really funny uh, scene as well. He ends up trying this bowl of noodles here in this town and ends up telling the person, you know, this is the best, you know, bowl of noodles that I've ever had. He absolutely loves it. <laughs> he ends up, I think he ends up eating like two bowls and whatnot. And so the guy sort of offers him a job and he's like, sure, I'll do it. I'll, I'll come and work for you. And, uh, and it was just really funny, like his reaction to the noodles. And I just really liked that. It just looked really cool. 
and uh, and and I'm pretty sure yeah he did accept the job so he'll be trained now and he'll I guess he'll become like a cook so to speak and they'll show him how to make uh, th these these noodles these uh, specific kind of noodles like uh, Ringo is very much becoming sort of like the heart of the show he's the comedic uh, side of the show but he's also very much the heart you can tell that he really does care about people he really does care about Mitsu and of course in this scene he really cares about his noodles so uh, it's really really cool little fun scene with Ringo and so then they go back to Mitsu who was who was training in the wilderness but now she's sitting by this really big bonfire that she has lit and uh, lit sorry and it seems like uh, she was probably meditating or focusing or doing something along that lines where she's you know I, I think sort of practicing the uh, discipline area more so than the physical attributes she's really training her mind she's very focused meditating and all that kind of stuff maybe even emotionally to some degree and uh, and she's here by the fire and then of course the four fan gang ends up appearing and of course they end up attacking now this attack uh, this fight scene is absolutely brutal uh, but it is covered in some beautiful scenery I took a screenshot of this scene here with the Sun in the background I mean, it's just it's so nice. It's really breathtaking. Seeing it's almost like they're fighting here during uh, sundown. It's just really nice, and uh, I absolutely loved it. This the first two episodes so far. I had some really, really good uh, scenery in it, and like I said, sometimes it really uh, very much reminds me of uh, Lord of the Rings and the scenery and that kind of scenery and stuff. But uh, so, anyways, the fight breaks out, and you know, she, they they both both sides, the four Fang gang and Mitsu, just do an absolute phenomenal job and uh, the, like I said the fight is really brutal they do some really cool choreography as well with her sort of jumping down the side of the cliff side of the mountain onto these different rocks and whatnot and then of course uh, when she cuts through the three of the four fang gang then she ends up coming to the final guy which I guess will be the leader uh, which of course is then she it's revealed that it's the same person uh, that has made her or that that hired her and the blacksmith earlier in the flashback and then she sees that that's the same person and he's still carrying around that cracked off sword but of course we know from the first episode that Mitsu has a really good uh, powerful strong and durable sword as well because she made it out of the mineral from the I think it was the asteroid or something that fell so she's literally using a sword made from a metal or a mineral or material that's not even from earth and so it's able to hold up against his shield but uh, but both of these uh, people really really get hurt in this battle, including Mitsu. And then of course the final scene of the episode is after the fight, uh, Tegan finally shows up, and Mitsu actually you know actually stands her ground and tries to fight, but then she ends up collapsing, and that's how the episode ends with Tegan. I think it actually ends with him running towards her or going towards her, and then it is, they're sort of alluding to the idea that he's going to kill her or swing the sword at her in some way but I personally I don't know that he's going to do that because I just feel like if he does that then that will even further shame him even more because then it will be you know he just you know killed this samurai this female samurai and he did it while she was already unconscious so it's very unfair and whatnot so I do think either he will stop and realize that you know it would be a very shameful and embarrassing thing to do or something will happen where she'll either regain consciousness or maybe Ringo or somebody will show up either way I have no doubts in my mind that she's not going to die here uh, but it would but I am curious to see uh, what happens next in the next episode to see you know how will basically how will she get out of it will she get out of it by you know 
by just coming to on her own and being able to defend herself or will somebody intervene or will it be taken sort of you know it'll be him you know trying to regain his honor and whatnot which i hope i hope they choose that path especially with that cool scene that Tegan has with his with his um, future wife Akami, you know, after that whole interaction of her convincing him to go and you know to, to chase after the blue eye samurai to regain that honor and to regain his strength and really you know to become you know that that type of samurai you know an honest true warrior and so I hope that they do go that route I hope that it turns out that he just doesn't want to do it because you know because he's trying to regain and reclaim his place and that's pretty well everything that happens in episode two once again I absolutely love the whole story right from the beginning to the finish once again I love the anime style the fight scenes were really good the choreography was great very brutal very you know very hands-on uh, it was a lot of fun I absolutely loved Ringo obviously I love Mitsu and I loved, uh, you know, all the characters, Tegan and even uh, Akami are becoming some of my favorite characters. I think that uh, Tegan and Mitsu eventually, I hope that eventually they'll end up having to team up and I could see them, I could see them teaming up because I do think that eventually Tegan will have a lot of respect for Mitsu and I think the fact that Tegan has come back to fight Mitsu might actually make her gain some respect for him as well so I hope that they do go that route I would love to see them as allies especially with Akami you know maybe Mitsu could keep Tegan and Akami safe you know maybe if there's like a season two or something because we I have no doubts that Tegan and Akami will want to stay together but I do think that this will rub that um, rub the clan and the families the wrong way so maybe they'll end up wanting you know help from Mitsu or something like that I'm not really sure where they'll go with that but I am very excited to see the story uh, continue I can't wait to see the rest of the series and I'm just having a blast with the blue eye samurai and I think it's one of the best animes not just of 2023 but one of the best animes just in general so with that said folks that was episode two of blue eye samurai uh, and uh, my review and my scene by scene breakdown and what i think will happen i do think that mitsu is going to be okay and i'm hoping that it's going to be because tegan stops as opposed to someone intervening and i do hope and predict that it at more towards the end of the series at some point that I do think they'll sort of become allies from respect and all that good stuff. So that's pretty well all I got. So let me know what you think will happen in the future, but please don't have any spoilers. Uh, you know, if all these episodes are already released, so please don't put any spoilers for future episodes in this review in the comment section. Uh, but still let me know what you thought of this episode and all that good stuff. And if you like this video, click that subscribe button. And until the next one, take care.